Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Today is the 34th anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky trade. On today's show, uh, we've already had Wayne Gretzky and Sportsnet spec Mark Spector. Uh, where was our next guest on August the 9th, 1988? I, I don't think he was yet committed to the University of Alberta. Uh, but we've saved uh, the best for last. He'd appreciate that. We welcome back to the show. He's uh, back coaching in the Western Hockey League as assistant coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. He previously was a head coach of the Kamloops Blazers and the Alberta Golden Bears. We welcome back Serge Lejoie. Hello, Serge. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Bob. How are you? Good. Where were you on August 9th, 1988? Do you remember when the Gretzky sale took place? I remember I was back on a farm just north of Bonneville. I remember hearing about it. So that's, that uh, brings me back a long time ago. A long, long time ago. And where, did you, now, 88-89, were you on the Bears that year or was 89-90 the first year you ended up playing there? I believe it was that eighty nine ninety. So uh, yeah, you're bringing me back a long way, jogging my memory. I'm getting a little old to remember that far back. Well, I got to tell you, I was uh, I heard rumblings of this over the last couple of days um, because you, you'd already coached in the Western Hockey League as a as a head coach with the the Kamloops Blazers after the three year stint as head coach at the U of A. So tell me about the opportunity to return to the Western Hockey League because I know you had a successful thing going, uh, you know, with one of the uh, hockey. Pro- programs here in town yeah an opportunity to get back uh, to the western league was something that i had targeted here and hoping that something would uh, would come about uh, you know in a year or so and when uh, when brad lauer moved on uh, i was hoping that uh, there'd be some kind of opportunity for me to get back at this level um really uh, my, my time in kamloops kind of uh, gave me uh, you know a really good impression of what it's like uh, to work uh, with the players of that age Really um, taking a liking to, to the development side of the game. Uh, still wanted to be challenged as a coach. And I, coach, and I, I saw the All Kings and Luke Pierce as, as somebody that I could work with, uh, somebody that I could contribute to, and and hopefully make his life a little bit better. But I, somebody that I can definitely learn from. And then the development side uh, was just kind of a match that uh, that I that I felt would, would be good for my development. And I, I think I have a lot to offer to, to the organizations, but to the, to the players to get them ready for whatever opportunity lies after junior hockey. Serge Lajoie joining us. He coached the University of Alberta Golden Bears as head coach for three years during the time in which Ian Herbers was with the Edmonton Oilers. You won a national championship in 17-18. Then you went to Kamloops in 18-19. They, were, they transitioned in a new general manager at that time. I think Stu McGregor had just stepped away. Uh, was it now? I'm trying to remember. Was it Beards, uh, Bardsley? Matt Bardsley yeah, was, was, right. was the GM there. You left after a year. Where have you been the last uh, few years? So, the last few years I've been at uh, OHA. So, once I left uh, Kamloops, um, you know, I had an opportunity to step right into uh, uh, U18 prep head coach at uh, OHA Edmonton. Um, you know, it's three uh, years where an opportunity to get myself ready to get back to the, the WHL, work with that age group, understand the importance of of uh, maybe uh, adjusting a little bit of uh, how I messaged uh, the game and really kind of broke down the concepts and principles to to really get the players ready for, for like I mentioned, that next level. So OHA was a really, really good opportunity for me to kind of fine-tune 
and uh, mold myself a little bit and change myself a little bit to get ready to get back to the WHL. Now, when you came to the U of A, that was a transition from Claire Drake uh, to Bill Moores, and Claire Drake's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and Bill Moores was, you guys love Bill. Like, you absolutely, he was a player's coach, and he, I mean, the one thing, it's funny, Serge, everybody talks all the time about the great technical advances of, you know, what uh, Coach Drake brought, you know, penalty, modern penalty killing. Ken Hitchcock said yeah. modern penalty yeah. killing stems from Coach Drake. Uh, middle zone breakout, the Alberta Golden Bears were running variations of that all the way back to little, you know, the mid to late 1970s. Um, but the one thing about Coach Drake and Coach Morris is how they treated the men. Like, to me, that was the thing. There weren't rules, there were standards, and there was an expectation as to... And it was it sort of was counterintuitive to how hockey was at that time, wasn't it? No, absolutely, and that's the one thing that I remember. I only played one year for, for Coach Drake and then uh, transitioned to Coach Moores, and it was about, uh, as you mentioned, establishing standards, standards of excellence, and uh, you usually rise to those standards. But within those standards, what are your responsibilities as a player? And uh, then they held you accountable to that. But it's about making yourself better every day and not only making yourself better, but being aware of what you need to get better at. So it's always about details, habits. And at the end of the day, it was about treating people the way that you would want to be treated. And, and good people made, uh, you know, good programs. And uh, it was about the culture. And culture is about the people within that environment. And uh, that, that's what Coach Drake and Coach Moores were phenomenal in terms of creating that that culture and environment. And learned a lot from my years at U of A. All right. How are coaching kids today different than maybe, you know, even five or six years? Is it different than five or six years ago? Uh, there's been a huge, huge change. And, uh, you know, I noticed that at, uh, at Kamloops. And, uh, again, it was reinforced at OHA. It's about uh, the relationship first and foremost and uh, and being curious as a coach in terms of what makes each individual tick, so to speak. But it's not only demanding, it's explaining the why in everything that uh, you get them to do. And, you know, it, it's finding that common ground and essentially – we all want the same thing and we want to get to that next level. We want to be prepared for whatever lies ahead. And I think the players, uh, there's, there's that mutual respect that is built when, when you work together to get to that level. And some, some figure it out a little bit later. So it's a matter of being patient. Some get it right away. And it's a matter of being able to push them out of their comfort zone early. And I, I think that that's the big difference is finding out what uh, makes every player uh, tick and, and, uh, and being curious that way and uh, explaining them the why you're doing what you're doing. All right. Are you coaching the defense uh, with Luke? Yeah, preliminary talks would be the, the defense, and really looking forward to uh, getting back there. I haven't coached defense in a, in a few years, but I'm really excited for that opportunity. We're joined by Serge Lajoie. He's uh, going to jump aboard and help out the Edmonton Oil Kings as an assistant coach. Now, it's not like you haven't been paying attention to the Western Hockey League over the last couple of years because your son, Mark, who was a first-round draft choice for Bob Torrey and the Tri-City Americans, uh, he had a pretty good season last year. How's his development going? Yeah, it's 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 been going really well. He's been happy with how things are going. Uh, you know, like uh, there's never a, a smooth, straight line in terms of your development and your growth. Uh, he was disappointed not to get drafted uh, in his draft year, and, but has uh, last year went to Vegas' camp. This year we'll go to LA Kings camp, so he's gaining experience along the way. He's going into this season uh, has already been named captain for the Tri City Americans. So. Um, now, really proud of his development. Uh, not only a good hockey player, but what I'm most proud of as a parent is he's a he's a great person and and uh, takes pride in being a good good teammate. So, uh, no, we're, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what kind of year he has and 
and their opening game uh, home opener is against uh, the Oaking so I'll have a chance to coach against Mark for the first time in my coaching career yeah well, it was interesting I bumped into Dave Manson the other night and uh, you know there was that bittersweet moment at the conclusion of the Western Conference final with Josh and Dave so that's got to be pretty cool for you uh, hey sirs we'll see you around the rink thanks for joining us here in Oilers now Thanks for having me on, Bob. Look forward to seeing you. All right. That is Serge Lajoie. He's assistant coach of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, 141 in Edmonton. A reminder that guests on the show, uh, while they receive gift certificates to Royal Pizza, Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more, Edmonton owned and operated for 50-plus years for a menu and a listler, 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stopper recommendation at Royal Pizza is... The Mediterranean chicken, though, last night, last night I went out and had the Texan. It was good. Brendan's a big fan of the Texans. By the way, Brent, are you still a fan of the Houston Texans? This is a tough one for me. Who's your quarterback I, I see now? good things are, are starting to, to reemerge. But I don't need to preach to the Oilers fan base what it's like being, you know, a fan of a team that's kind of down in the dumps for a bit. Now, is the preacher still involved with the – is that part of the story there at the Houston Texans? Wasn't there a guy who was like uh, uh, – Nick Casario, is that the one? Well, no, I thought there was like – There's somebody above – okay, yeah, I know. I'm there's some the name, advisor but. to the owner that's got like uh, – he, he was like a, sort of a preacher type guy. He was like the – just so people are aware, in the National Football League, every team has a chaplain, a team chaplain, that's right? That's what he – the role he fulfilled in uh, New England and then was brought – to Texas and to Houston to be the guy wow. to run the program. Um, yeah, I think he is still there. So. Yeah, interesting. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson, uh, the NFL is appealing the six-game suspension of Watson, who has moved from the Houston Texans to the Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns traded Baker Mayfield. Um what are they going to do if they don't have Watson? Like, if he misses the entire... I think a lot of people thought Watson... Jack Michaels must be just... I mean, because, I mean, Jack's a huge Cleveland Browns fan. And now Kareem Hunt, the running back, also uh, has requested a trade out of Cleveland. He's trying to squeeze him right now. Because, realistically, I think that if him and Nick Chubb are there with that one-two running back duo... You might be okay with any old average Joe or Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, right? But with game Hunt manager now, with a game manager QB, exactly, exactly. But now with Hunt trying to say he's done there, I just don't know. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, obviously, six thirty. Chad carries the Edmonton Elks broadcast. Uh, I have a huge affinity for NCAA college football. There has been a massive paradigm shift that's occurred the last couple of years. You've the, the what used to be known as the Big Eight has basically been dissolved. Now the old, uh, uh, you know, you've got first it was Texas A and M going to the SEC. Uh, now you got uh, Texas eventually going there. Alabama plays Texas on the tenth. Um, Alabama and Ohio State are absolutely loaded this year. You can, Brendan. I'm in a fantasy football pool where I've only drafted Alabama players, or uh, I have all Alabama players. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a heritage pool, so a continuous pool. I have all Alabama players in the six in the skill positions. So you're doing pretty good. No, well, I have Derrick Henry at running back, but I have my quarter. I, I've got Jalen Hurts, and I've got Tua, and I've got Matt uh, Matt Jones. Okay. And uh, and Mac Jones, and then at uh, running back, I've got Derrick Henry, 
is one of my running backs. Who's the guy, uh, the running back in New England that played at Alabama? Uh, Damian Harris. There you go. No, I just nicely done. Uh, so he's one of my running backs. Uh, I had Kelvin Ridley. He got suspended the entire season for gambling. I had Henry Ruggs. He got in a vehicular homicide accident, which was not very good. Uh, I've got Jerry Judy, who's with uh, Denver. I've got uh, Smith, that's with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, that won the Heisman Trophy a couple of years ago. And I've even got Irv Smith at uh, the, the tight end for Minnesota. So I've got an entire team of Alabama starters, and guess who's got the number one pick in the draft this year? I do, and... I'm going to be trading the pick because there's no Alabama guy that's going to be a, a top five overall. I mean, I guess I would you take Brees Hall if you as a as a rookie if you were looking for? Him? Yeah, he's in an era where there's not a lot of bell cow running backs. Yeah. I think you might you Fan- might keep that. Fantasy football is amazing, isn't it? How yeah. many are you, are you? Are you? How many pools are you in? Five, I want to say. Five fantasy football pools? I think four, four for sure. And then, you know, a couple of the dynasty pools, like you said. So these are leagues that I've either been in for five years, six years, seven years now. So it's cool to watch things evolve over the course of it. Yeah, absolutely. So it should be uh, interesting to to say the least. One forty six in Edmonton. We'll come back. We'll circle back. And uh, again, you can send us in. Where were you the day Wayne Gretzky? And many of you listening right now, and I get it. Some of you weren't born. Brendan Escott wasn't born. I mean, it, the day Wayne Gretzky was sold, and Wayne was kind enough to join us in the first hour. We're going to recircle back to that in orders now. It's one forty six in Edmonton. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Painful to me, it's right through me. Don't you understand? Oh, my little girl, all I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my arms. Nicely done, Brendan. I gotta read this text, kind of made me laugh a bit. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. It's interesting how uh, people perceive things. Uh, hmm, Bob, will you be watching the World Juniors this month? I know your left-wing tendencies uh, might lead you towards protesting Hockey Canada events. A text comes to us from BC. Oh, okay. Um, interesting perspective to have. Not sure. Uh, and I got another one, Bob. Due to your leaning views, says Al, I guarantee you think that Trump is guilty already, despite all the fake dossier, witch hunts, and impeachment scandals. Oh, wow. How do, how do we go from talking about potential options for Edmonton to pick up on a cheap deal or building through the NHL draft or having Wayne Gretzky on to, to having that? I guess everything's politicized in today's world. Did your left leaning? Wow. Okay, I got to tell my Uncle Brian to quit texting the show. 
Uh, we circle back into this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. We talked about it to open the show. Just uh, not only two months after winning Edmonton's fourth Stanley Cup in five seasons, the Oilers sold Captain Wayne Gretzky, Mike Krushelniski, and Marty McSorley to the LA Kings in exchange for Jimmy Carson, first-round draft choice Martin Jelena, first-round picks in 89, 91, and 93, and 15 million in cash. The shockwaves around Edmonton and all of Canada rippled as the great one uh, shed tears in front of a microphone. He played eight seasons in L.A., spurring the growth of the game south of the border, scoring 918 points in the silver and ba- uh, black on this state 34 years ago. And again, I was up near Grand Prairie that year, listening to 630 Chad, actually, because it was the... We got... Actually, we got uh, at that time, we could get... Uh, the order rights were on... Uh, CFRN, and we could get that in, uh, where was it? Where were we in 88? Uh, Fox Creek and White Court in that area. We got that pretty cleanly, but Chad, we could hear all the way up in Grand Prairie, clean as a whistle, and it was a pretty upsetting day that day. And I certainly didn't think the Edmonton Oilers... I, like many, did not think the Oilers were going to win the Stanley Cup within a couple of years, again in 1990, which made it so sweet to see if you're an Oilers fan. Can Edmonton get back there? I think they can, and I think they can get back there in the next couple of years. Colorado's going to have a real good team. They're going to be tough to beat. The Oilers are going to have to continue to grind away and grow, and they're going to have to continue to develop their own prospects. I'm kind of bullish about some of the Oilers' young D prospects. We'll see, you know, can DeHarnay in, in a year from now be a third-pairing right-shot defensive shutdown defenseman at six foot seven and 230 pounds? What about Nima Linen or Sam Arukov as a potential option on the left side? Ken Holland saying yesterday, basically, Philip Broberg has to literally play his way off the team. It's pretty much slotted in to be in the top six to start the season. Ken Holland also said that Dylan Holloway was going to pretty much have to play his way onto the team. Um... Uh, uh, the order signing uh, Matthias Janmark, a veteran player, one year, $1.25 million. He kind of indicated yesterday, you know, maybe done on D, but might be an opportunity for a forward. And the one guy that's kind of surprised me a bit that's still out there is Johan Larson. Actually, I mean, look, they're not, they're not in on Kadri. And... You know, Kessel and Subban, I'm sure those players at this stage in their careers would probably like to have a chance to win somewhere. I don't know if that's the right fit for Edmonton, but but Larson, to me, is a shutdown guy. Uh, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. There you go. 780-496-0063. Keep it coming. Brennan, what does uh, Reed Wilkins have tonight on Inside Sports? You will hear from the Assistant General Manager of the Edmonton Elks, G. Roy Simon, host of The Green Zone from CJME Radio in Regina, Jamie Nye, uh, Canadian sports TV personality Dan O'Toole, and the General Manager of the Oil Kings, that being Kurt Hill. Okay, Kurt's going to join us later in the week as well, and uh, uh, the Oil Kings might be making some news later today. Well, after they've made some news already, obviously, with uh, Serge Lajoie coming aboard as the assistant uh, coach for the team. And God, it's previously been a head coach with the Kamloops Blazers. Tomorrow, guests will include John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Wow. Nicely done. Uh, we will also have David Stables from the Cult of Hockey. And I think we're going to hook up with Glenn Anderson. Yesterday, Olivia Newton-John passed away. Greece. You know, she was like 30 
or 29 or 30 when uh, Greece came out, obviously, of John Travolta, whose best work for me has always been Vinnie Barbarino. Well, Pulp Fiction's got to rank up there as well. Brendan, great job today. Thanks for your help. Derek Scott just sliding in the studio. Good seeing him as well. Thank you to everybody who listened uh, to today's guests. That included Wayne from the Edmonton Operation, Mark Spector, and Serge LeJoie. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by uh, Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then 6.30, Chad Afternoons with guest host Ted Henley.